Willis Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fade Route with DNZ. I am D, and we got a killer show for you tonight. We're going to talk about the Chiefs' offense without Tariq Hill. Julio goes to Tampa, and we introduce a new fair foul segment. But we begin today's show with hot off the press news: the Boston Celtics have reached out to the Brooklyn Nets and are trying to work out a deal for Kevin Durant. Each deal features Jalen Brown with a combination of draft picks and role players. One deal even includes Marcus Smart. So, ZIS, does this deal make sense for the Celtics at all? And by the way, I think we had this prior to the trade deadline of blowing up the Celtics. And now they might be doing it anyway. Apparently that's the case. Apparently what they're going to do is just blow it up and blow it up real good. Now, they this pardon me if I'm incorrect, but weren't the Celtics just in a little thing I like to call the NBA Finals? It's a small thing, but yes. It's, sure. a, it's, a, it's a little thing that, I, you know, I'd like to call the NBA Finals. So it's it's a little quizzical for me. Um, also, Jalen Brown, I believe, is 25 years old. So he's not entering his age 34 season like one Mr. KD will be. And, you know, with all the drama that's sure to come, I, I, I don't know where this is coming from, especially since... If you do end up including Marcus Smart in the trade, you now have a point guard problem and you need to go address that. Now, you can always reunite with your buddy Kemba Walker, I suppose, and a low and a buy low deal because KD's taking all the money. And it's pretty, you know, he's four years, 198 million left on this contract. KD's taking all the money. It's pretty much it. What does this mean for Jason Tatum, right? How does he defer? Because he's going to defer. Like, Kevin, this, this automatically becomes Kevin Durant's team. The team that swept Kevin Durant's previous team or current team, the Brooklyn Nets, depending on how you look at it, that Celtics team swept the Brooklyn Nets the fuck out of the playoffs. So, obviously, Taylor's thinking, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. Clearly, Stevens and Udoka saw something in the NBA Finals that they did not like in the construction of the team with Jalen Brown as their their Robin to Jason Tatum's Batman. And they are looking to address that by bringing in Superman to team with Batman. And I don't know how this is going to work and how this may, in fact, upset the apple cart. I mean, you are getting offensive improvement, you know? Um, almost 11 points per game better. First career. Granted, KD's been doing this a longer time, 
but he has, you know, he is definitely the more prolific offensive player. I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't really agree with you. I don't think they, they looked at their team and they're saying, you know, oh, we got holes here and holes there. I think they look at their team and they're saying, we're not going to win next year with this team. We're, we're lucky we got as far as we did. And uh, truth be told, I think they are a player away. I do. Because I think if Kevin Durant is playing the role of Jason Tatum, they might win the finals, right? Because Tatum was awful, you know, in the fourth quarter. And he was awful down the stretch in that series. Now, the Heat Tatum is not the guy the Celtics are willing to trade. It's Jalen Brown in this situation. But I think this deal could work, but you're going to have to get another team involved. Because at the end of the day, the Celtics are going to need a true point guard. A scoring, facilitating point guard. So you're going to need to get, like, maybe a Portland involved where you can get... Damon Lillard, uh, and maybe it's Jalen Brown is going to the Celtic, uh, going to the Portland, and the draft picks and the role players go to Brooklyn. Um, you know, and like I said, we had this before the trade deadline, where I was saying blow it up, blow it up, and they just happened to go on a run, an unbelievable, incredible run that propelled them into the championship that had them sweep the nets but right isn't this kevin durant's mo go to the team that beat you right (laughs) go to the team that knocked you out Oh, i'll just join them and we'll be better um yeah so uh, so to me marcus smart's like whatever i mean i mean see are you looking at the celtics saying they're gonna get back to the eastern conference finals next year i am saying that they have enough players to make a run that if you keep Brown and Tatum together and you build around them, you have the opportunity for a longer period of time than you will. If you bring in Kevin Durant, because 34 is greater than 25. You're buying maybe one good year of Kevin Durant. You're buying one. That's all I'm seeing here. And I don't think, you know, everybody was so quick to mention the Garnett Pierce trade and how, you know, that kind of set back the Celtics and then propelled the Nets and how, and vice versa. But the Celtics were able to stay afloat because they were able to draft who? Tatum and Brown with the picks that they acquired in that trade. So I don't think that. I, I don't necessarily think that star hunting is the way to go with this. I, now, I think... are you at all concerned with the idea that, you know, Brown is only signed through 2024? Like, what happens if you're not able to get him to, to come back? So your window of Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, and, you know, maybe a couple other players, that, that window could close in two years. So... So I guess my I guess the better question is is do you see them competing for a title 
in the next two years. Absolutely. They, right. they'll, they'll be in All the right. discussion. They'll be in the All discussion. Right. Now, right. now, you're talking about free agency. They own his rights. So they can, like, what they were trying to do, what, what was going on with the DeAndre Ayton situation, what the, what the Suns were, I think, trying to work was a sign and trade. So where Ayton could be included in the package for Kevin Durant. And I think that's something that would probably be something that if they can't get Brown signed long term, you can still reap the benefits of it through a sign and trade. So, you know, this is this is the league that actually allows these kind of things. So, you know, Brown will get what he wants if he wants to be out of Dodge. The Celtics will get what they want, which is at which are assets to build around Tatum or a package for another player. And, you know, they'll be able to stay afloat. But I, I don't think Kevin Durant is the right move. I, I really don't. Because if you look at the other contenders, right? Toronto. Okay, of course, of course he would want to go to one of the teams that is a recent NBA champion. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, of course Kevin Durant would want to go to a team that was recently in the NBA Finals. And the Miami Heat. Of course he would want to go to another team that was in the NBA, in the NBA Finals. So this is his move. This is his modus operandi. If I can't beat him, I am going to go and I'm going to join them. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at sweetlifebrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. Well, NFL teams are gearing up for the regular season, and there are a lot new names in new places. If you're wondering how Devontae Adams is gelling with new quarterback teaming Derek Carr, Devontae thinks it's going great. But anytime you go from a Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer, there's always going to be an adjustment. <laughs> Does Devontae Adams need to get drug tested or is Derek Carr heading to the Hall of Mediocre? Well, I'm just going to nominate Devontae Adams right now for the greatest (laughs) teammate of all time. Devontae Adams went out of his way to prop up Derek Carr. Because if you look at Derek Carr's numbers, specifically in contrast to the guy, specifically in contrast to the guy that he is, that uh, Devontae Adams is leaving, there are, (laughs) there's quite a discrepancy. We'll say. We will definitely say. Now, granted, 
Aaron Rodgers has also played, you know, 16 years, right? Granted, you know, like he, he sat out a few years, so we'll call it 14 years as a starter. Derek Carr is going into his eighth season as a starter, so the numbers are skewed based on time. But 57 and 70 is a quarterback record, not great. 31,700 yards, solid. Not you say he's 57 and 70? 57 and 70. So he's under 500. By a lot. (laughs) By a lot. By a lot. Now, this team is not going undefeated, right? The Las Vegas Raiders are not going undefeated. So that quarterback, that that lost record is going to go up. Um, The only thing he is really close to Mr. Rogers in is completion percentage. Where they're a different he Rogers has a 0.3% higher completion percentage, 65.3 to 65. But 445 449 touchdowns to 193. Uh passer rating of average of 105 of 104.5 compared to Carr's 92.4. More picks compared to Derek Carr. You know, Aaron Rodgers is 93 as opposed to 85. But realistically. If we're doing a, a strict comparison, Devontae Adams is a great teammate, and they were high, they were college teammates. What do you what do you expect? That's probably that's that's part of the reason why he chose Vegas as his landing spot to begin with. I don't expect anything. I just don't understand. I don't, why do you guys feel the need to say things like this? Like, why can why why can't Derek Carr just be a good player? Why can't you just say, "Hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to play with Derek Carr. I've played with him since college. He's a really, he's a really good quarterback. I'm looking forward to, you know, gelling with him again." Why, why say, why put him in the Hall of Fame? Why give him a gold jacket? What are you just giving out gold jackets for, man? Like, I just, just saying, Derek Carr is on par with Aaron Rodgers. It's almost like a diss, a diss to Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh. You know, Derek Carr hasn't even won a playoff game, man. And you just mentioned he's he's under 500 as a starter. Um, we could try to figure out Carr's legacy at another date and time, but I just I I don't I don't see the need for this. Uh, and and let me ask you this: like, if Derek Carr was to get I don't know, if he was get to get released tomorrow. Who the fuck is calling the Raiders? Who's call who who's calling Derek Carr? What team in the NFL is gonna call to try to get Derek Carr in the camp? Well, let's see here. Houston Texans? Houston Texans one. Giants two. Bears three. No way. No th- way. He no I, way. I think he would call Hallis Hall is not calling that guy. No way. They're they going to call him because they, they may they, believe in Justin Fields, but that doesn't mean Justin Fields can stay on the field. There's a reason why Andy Dalton got in games last year. There is a reason why. So if he cannot prove that he is able to stay on the field, Derek Carr will be able to. They will call Derek Carr. Absolutely. The Cleveland Browns, if this Deshaun Watson thing is a, is a bust, and they can't get Jimmy G. Anybody who can't fall, who can't afford Jimmy G, or don't want to shell out the that for Jimmy G, will pick up a released Derek Carr. G- Seattle will do the same thing. Jimmy G's about to go to a team for a ham sandwich. I mean, I don't know if you heard, but they had a meeting this week. With Jimmy G, uh, John Lynch, and 
the head coach Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. and after the meeting, it was this is Jim, this this is Trey's team. So Jimmy, you who are you gonna take? You're gonna take Jimmy, or you're gonna take Derek Carr? Well, both guys are available. Both, both guys, guys are both guys are available. Both guys are healthy. Both guys are available. Both guys are healthy. Yeah, I would take Jimmy G because he's younger. Of course, you're taking Jimmy G, but he's younger. But that's the thing. Like you're also taking into effect that number one, like he's got to fit the system. Derek Carr may not necessarily fit the way Jimmy G fits in certain systems. Like right now, if the Giants got Jimmy G from the Niners, he would fit seamlessly into that system. He definitely would. If the Patriots said, nah, Mac Jones isn't working for us. Seamless fit. The Patriots. Tom, same thing. He's he's not checked down Charlie, but he's definitely a safe he takes the safe bet. Derek Carr likes to take chances. Jimmy G does not. So if you're looking for a guy who wants to if you're looking to air if you're looking to air it out, Derek Carr is going to be the way you want to go. If you run a more conservative offense, then Jimmy G is going to be the way that you're going to go. So it all depends on fit. And right now, it looks like there isn't a fit anymore in San Francisco. <laughs> that is for sure. I don't know if it's not a fit. I just think that they're 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 doing their plan. Like this was their plan. Their plan was to draft Trey Lance. And their plan was to have him become the starting quarterback in year two. Um, Jimmy G, thanks for coming. You got us at the Super Bowl. You almost got us back there last year, but they're on. They're on to the next step. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a diss to Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G can still play. I think he's still a quarterback. But I mean, even for even for Jimmy G, there aren't. Like he's he's likely gonna get released, and he's probably gonna sign on with like the Seahawks, or maybe. I mean, you bring up a good idea, maybe the Giants. I I just I'm not being a hater of Derek Carr. I just I don't I don't see where where people where people are clamoring and people are saying, oh man, he's he's so great, he's got to be on my team. He's a Hall of Famer. Like I just I just think it's absurd to say things like that. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. But, you know, while Devontae Adams is settling into his into Vegas, the Packers signed their GM and head coach to extensions. Apparently they're doing something good in Green Bay when the championships they're winning. <laughs> uh, does that does that remove Lafleur and Gudenkust from the hot seat this season? Well, that is they can express all the confidence they want in Matt Lafleur and Lafleur. Brian Gudenkust. You you can do this, right? And Russ, uh, Russ Ball, the vice president and director of football operations, also got an extension. So, like, clearly, Mark Murphy seems to be thinking that uh, they're doing an okay job there. And the results have been there, right? You're looking at 13-4, and 13-3, 13-3. It's been there, right? Since Mike McCarthy's left, Matt LaFleur 
got a turnkey operation, and has been successful in the regular season. Now, all it takes is one one tiff with Mr. Rogers, and this all goes to shit again, right? He's making, you know, they're, they're making nice now because they backed up the truck and they paid him. The problem is, is that he didn't read the fine print and <laughs> him getting the money meant that Devontae Adams got shipped out of town. So your number one wide receiver right now is Alan Lazard. Can I interest you in that as a number one, Alan Lazard? I, I, I don't think that they're going to, their, their seat is not safe. It can't be because they have tied themselves to the whims of one Mr. Aaron Rodgers. And he can just pack in and go home if he likes. He can demand a trade again. He can do every. We can relive 2021. I mean, listen, they paid him. They paid Rodgers. They gave him. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. So I think he's he's happy. He's where he wants to be. He's got his money. The part of the story that I don't get, Miss Lippy is, you know, to me, this is a failing team. You could talk 13-3 and and, you know, they're making the playoffs, but you had arguably the, you know, you can argue between Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, best quarterback, top five, top three quarterback for the last five years. They have no championships. And now you started losing all your talent. You lost Devontae Adams, who is probably a top three wide receiver. And then David Bakhtiari reports ours that he just had a he had another knee surgery this offseason. He's not participating in practice. Then the uh, then their other guard, uh, El- Elgden Jenkins, he's recovering from an ACL tear. So the line is not shored up. This roster's a mess. And they lo- not only lost Adams, they lost Valdez Scantling. Um, I do not understand why they reward Matt LaFleur for mediocrity. Because, honestly, they should have been in the Super Bowl at least one of the last three years. I think the biggest slap in the face was when Brady went in there his first year in the NFC. In the NFC, goes into your place, beats you, and goes to the Super Bowl. Um, he can't win without Rodgers. We haven't seen the floor win without Rodgers, so we really don't know what kind of coach he is. We're going to find out about him this year, and I think it's going to be a failure. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. And, you know, they, they, should be, they should have been one of the best teams in the league. They're not very good is still able to win that division, though. Like that's the that's the thing that's the dirty little secret about this because you're yeah. go, you're running up yeah. against Jared Goff, yeah, Kirk Cousins, Mister yeah. Eight and Eight, and Justin and Justin Fields. Do you well, have confidence in any of those? Well, Justin Fields, look at the team around him before you answer that question. Do you have any confidence in in any of those guys whatsoever? The, I I will say that I think Kirk Cousins has good players around him. And I think their defense, the the Minnesota defense, is good. Kirk so, regression to the mean cousins, but it doesn't all fall on him, right? I mean, he's got Dalvin Cook, who is a stud running back. Even the backup Matt Madison is a good running back. 
then he has playmakers at the receiver spot. You got Jefferson thinking he's going to be, he's going to take Adams' place as the number one wide receiver in the league this year. Um, Adam Thielen is a good player. They have they have talent. Um, so I'd say they should watch out for the Vikings. I'm not scared of the Lions, although the Lions' run game could be very good this year with Swift and um, and, and Williams. Um, the Bears are, the, the, you know, the thing, the thing about the Bears is they, they got rid of their biggest problem, which was their coach, right? So, <laughs> we're going to see, we're going to see, I don't, you know, they didn't, they didn't do enough in the draft to get Justin Fields some help, but if they run a balanced team, if they run a balanced system, they should be okay. But I agree with you. Yeah, they got the the Packers are competing, uh, competing against you know B level, C level, you know teams, and they should win the division. But imagine they don't, right? Does that if they if they start out the season like I don't know one and five or one and four, do these guys get canned? I mean, you just sign them to an extension. I think if you're going to put them in order over who gets canned first. The GM gets canned before the coach. And here's why. Here's why. Hear me out. So the GM started all this with Rodgers. He got into the chicken match with him. He traded away his best receiver. He's not doing anything to address the wide receiver room. You brought in rookies and you promoted Alan Lazard to your number one. You let Valdez Scantling go. You traded Devontae Adams. Odell Beckham is still on the free agent market. Julio Jones is now in Tampa Bay. He's... I would say that it's the Battle of the Bays, right? You have your one of your direct rivals took a guy that would be very good in your offense, and that is on you as the GM. Well, look, look what else is on him, right? The the Rams called the Packers for Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to deal him. So what happens? The Lions deal. They the the Lions deal Goff. And the, the Lions, I mean, the, the Lions deal Stafford. The Lions get a haul of draft picks. I don't know what they're going to do with them, but they got a haul of draft picks. The Niners called the Packers, offering, from what I understand and what I remember, it was your choice of Jimmy G or Trey Lance because they wanted Aaron Rodgers to come to California. You traded up on that. So what happens this year if Trey Lance lights it up? You could have been starting all over with a, you know, instead of paying Rodgers all that money, you could have you could have started over and rebuilt Green Bay. Now you've set the franchise back because you're you're the highest paid player on the team is one of the oldest players in the team, and you're gonna have to be drafting everybody else moving forward. And a lot of this is due to the fact that you still don't know what Jordan Love is, and you traded up to right. get Jordan Love. I forgot you all left about that, part- that guy. <laughs> you left that part out. Forgot so, all about that guy. <laughs> so that's, in my estimation, then that's three strikes Who's for the still GM. On your team? Haven't right. even traded that guy yet. Nobody Man. wants him. Not even the Seattle Seahawks. Now nah, we'll play with. We'll play with Geno Smith. It's all right. It's all good. We're all good. We'll take uh, Drew Lock. It's all the good. Bra- the Browns are like, no, no, no. We don't. We don't need Jordan Love. We'll play with Jacoby Brissett. It's cool. Don't worry about it. We're Davis good. Mills we're is good. awesome. We're good. Oh yeah, Davis Mills is awesome. We're good. Thanks though. We're okay. <laughs>
For all the grill masters, green thumbers, home repair heroes, and DIY aficionados in the Richmond, Virginia area, if you're looking for a personal service quality products and a convenient shopping experience, look no further than Thacker Ace Hardware in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Owner Don Rackley and his team of local experts have everything you need to tackle all of your home projects. I'm talking paints by Benjamin Moore and Clark in Kensington, power tools by Craftsman and Milwaukee, electrical, plumbing, hardware, and let's not miss the grill. Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger, Blackstone, top shelf, amazing. And for all you green thumbers, their nursery department is fantastic. Give them a call today, 804-766-4223, or stop by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. That's 804-766-4223, or swing by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. Thacker Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Um, <laughs> so uh, sticking with the NFL, a few NFL teams released throwback uniforms and alternative helmets that they plan to use this season. Were there any uniforms you liked? Were there any uniforms that made you throw up? Well, what I didn't like. Let's start with what I didn't like. A lot of them are, are cool. I will give you that. Like, I'm not a fan of the Eagles. Like, it's okay. Like, the black, whatever. Um, the Texans with the red. Okay, it's part of their color scheme. That's fine. The Washington Commanders, I don't know what's so retro about this, to be perfectly honest. But maybe that's me. Because, you know, their uniforms are trash. They're absolute hot garbage. Um... The biggest offender for me is the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are an iconic team. They, it, would, it would be like the Yankees doing an alternate uniform. You're above this. You're the Chicago fucking Bears. You do not need to buy into this crap to sell, what, mini helmets? Like, what are you selling here? You're, you're going to do... You're, you're doing an orange with the navy blue seat. Like, okay, like, people don't buy helmets. People buy jerseys. Like, I, I don't I don't know what's going on in Hallis Hall. But, like, they're trying to also put a roof on Soldier Field. Like, uh-huh, hello. But, um, you know. Chicago, right. That record scratch. That That's the moment they fucked up. Um, as far as what I do like, Carolina looks awesome. I do like the white star for Dallas. They're going to do, they're going to roll with that on Thanksgiving. And when we ordered up, my all-time favorite uniforms, all-time favorite jerseys, the Giants are rolling them back out again as an alternate in their Heritage game, right? For the, the classic blue uniforms are going to be in the Washington game and in the Chicago game. So, like, I'm very excited that those are going to be out there and harken back to, to better days. Yeah, so for me, I'm with you, man. Like, the Bears jerseys are awful they're supposed to be the monsters of the midway and they look like the orange crush like what are you guys doing they got trolled by the cleveland browns i saw that right it looks like a cleveland browns helmet with the with the navy blue seat and the uniforms look like bank the actual uniform itself looks like a cincinnati Bengals uniform without the stripes then we can just let's talk about the Bengals. all white helmet all white uniform with black stripes. That's a fucking zebra, not a <laughs> bangle. 
the fuck are you guys doing? Do you know what? Do you know what animal you are? But how uh, are we gonna? Di- how are we going to differentiate them from the reps? It's gonna be very interesting. Oh, jeez, awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sticking with. I mean, for me, the yeah, the Texans is cool with the red helmet. But uh, to me, the best was the Panthers. Um, the black helmet, black uniform is nice. They probably should stick with this going forward. I think. I think silver. You know, silver's so 90s. You know, it, it just it suits them. It suits the Panther. It suits their. It suits that 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 team name. Even their Carolina blue is nice, but I'm sure that would go good with the black helmet as well. But um, you know, this is just this is just something the NFL is doing to try to drum up drum up more revenue. And really, to me, I think it's just a waste of time and a waste of money. Well, it's like the city. It's like the city connect jerseys in baseball. Like, why? I understand, like the Boston Red Sox, right? Who are it, twelve and two in their city connect jerseys, by the way? That is that is a great. That's a great stat. Now. When they're the they're the Boston Red Sox, when they are in their City Connect jerseys, they look like the Milwaukee Brewers or the Tampa Bay Rays. They're in light blue and yellow. I understand that it's supposed to be an homage to the finish line of the Boston Marathon, but if you don't know the context, it leaves you scratching your head. Like you have the Astros, okay, Space City, whatever, cool. Like you you have you know your NASA Central. Like this is it's all just an elaborate money grab, and. That, that now the NFL is buying into it too. But it's like you said, it's not like they're. It's not like they can uh, sell helmets. Um, but you, yeah, you could sell the jerseys. But the time and the money and the effort that goes into putting these things together, especially when you change the helmet, because then everybody's got to get fitted with a new helmet. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know you're just changing stickers on this thing. It's a fucking whole new helmet. That someone has to get comfortable with and has to play with all week and then play in the game with. And some people, you know, you especially the ones that bang a lot, you, you don't want to really start changing around your mask and your helmet. You, you want to stick with what you what feels comfortable. I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of it. Um, I just don't think it should be forced, right? And to me, the Chicago's forced. The Panthers is a natural. The Eagles is also a natural they, they naturally had the black before. Texans is something different, and they're a team that's struggling. They're having a tough go. So sure, but we'll hear the Bears. Now, while we're talking about the Bears, let's talk about the stadium thing. Listen, at the end of the day, I agree with you. Bears should stay where they are. They shouldn't play, have a dome. The, you know, it's Soldier Field. It's windy. It's tough to throw there. Like... It's that, tough. It's tough to throw there if you're the Bears QB. Everybody else seems to have figured it out. But I think that that's a lot of the issue, you know. But it's like it's an identity thing, right? Like what do you, part, what, what do you become once you put a roof on this thing? The, well, the thing is, is uh, they're trying. They're going to put a roof on it because they want it to be more of a year-round facility, and it's hard to go against that. To me that makes all the sense in the world like you want to make it retractable so that when it is swirling and cold outside you open the top go for it but really moving forward in america in football these these stadiums need to have retractable roofs because this can't be a place that's just utilized 10 weeks out of the year it's got to be something that the town or the city is able to 
drum up interest in, is able to run events in, not just basketball, football, baseball, but actual events, outdoor concerts, um, you know, uh, what do they do, those beer expos, it's got to mm-hmm. be something that's that's multifaceted so that the city is able to use the dollars, get the tax revenue, get people coming in to see the venue all year round. So I, 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 I agree with you in the sense that, you know, Chicago's iconic for having, you know, it's a tough place to throw and it's a tough place to play. But if you're going to ask the city to split the bill for this thing, then we got to maximize our revenue. Well, I mean, you are going, I mean, the NFL is going to do that because you are going to pay an arm and a leg to get there. Like, that's just what the PSLs and the average ticket price and event pricing, you're going to get your money back. And that's the one thing the NFL doesn't need to worry about is how they're going to recoup, So how they're going to recoup for this. Um, Chicago, like... I mean, it's a multi-purpose stadium as is. Like, you do want to have it more of a convention center because, you know, they're not going to go to the United Center to for, for their conventions. So you're looking at, you know, the Chicago Fire plays there in the MLS. You do have outdoor concerts. But I see where the monetary thing is coming from. But you are going to eventually, it's going to become an identity issue. And what are you? it becomes kind of counterintuitive if you think about it because it'll be closed in the summer and then open in the winter. Right, they're going to have it open in the winter because they're going to want to maintain that home field advantage of it being cold as fuck and windy as fuck. So, like you would think, like if I was running the if, if I was running the Bears, that November first, lose the key. We're not retracting this goddamn roof. We're not doing it. We're making it. Making figure this it out. Figure it out, Coach Mike Westoff. Figure it out. I started reading it. It's a great listen, Coach. Hopefully we can have you on, but you know, like that's the thing. Like, don't don't cut off your nose to spite your face. And this feels like, in in terms of a money grab, you're going to lose the advantage that you had. And and I understand it's the way of the world with it with retractable roofs and trying to make this more of a comfortable environment. But football fans generally, the diehard, died in the wool fans don't complain. Like they'll they'll go. And they'll get tanked up, and it'll be awesome. Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Yeah, well talking about people you know taking the money you know Tyreek Hill is settling in nicely with the Miami Dolphins but there are questions surrounding the skill positions of Tyreek's old team Kansas City Chiefs the Chiefs brought in Juju Smith-Schuster and Valdez Scantling to play alongside Nicole Hardman while Jarek McKinnon Ronald Jones and Clyde Edward Hilaire will be a triple threat in the backfield 
Oh, yeah. And they still have that guy, Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, but Patrick seems to think the offense will be better without Tyreek Hill this year because it will be more diverse. Is that how you see it, Z? Well, Travis Kelsey is $3 million richer because uh, they actually put some money back that was deferred. They actually uh, paid him this year for that. Uh, it is diverse. I will give them that. You have Jarek McKinnon as your third string running back, right? You have Rojo, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, that is a, that's a good running back group. I will give you that. Uh, these wideouts, I am not, I'm not too keen on them, right? Compared to Tyreek Hill, let's look at Juju. Juju's not Tyreek Hill. It's not the same skill set. Who is your deep guy here? It's not Valdez Scantling. Not really. Nicole Harbin's a kick returner. He's not really a number two receiver. So I think you're a little you're a little short when it comes to the wide receiver room. And as long as Travis Kelsey is healthy, you'll be fine. You know, because Travis Kelsey is literally the only the only tight end worth his salt on the roster. Everybody else looks, appears to be a blocking tight end. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes is trying to talk these guys up. He's trying to, again, be the teammate that Devontae Adams is. So kudos to Devontae Adams once again. He didn't start throwing out the Hall of Fame thing. Sorry, at least he's not giving out gold jackets. That's right. Well, you know, not yet. Give him time. Give him time. The season hasn't even started yet. But there are definitely some holes, particularly in that wideout room. And... You know, could they be better? Sure, because it's not going just through Tyreek Hill. But uh, you know, these guys are going to struggle. They are going to struggle, including Josh Gordon. I'm going to throw Josh Gordon in there, too. They're all going to struggle to try and make up for the production that Tyreek Hill made. Yeah, I just think they're they're not going to be as dynamic on offense. I think they got to they got to be they got to be simpler, and it's a good thing, right? Because part of the problem they had, you know, the last couple of years, you get into shootouts with teams, mm-hmm. and your 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 defense is exhausted, and they're just they look when you play the Bills, it's just you just go back and forth, back and forth, scoring, 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 and you know you need a, you need a slower pace of game. Listen. Andy Andy Reid had success with Freddie Mitchell at wide receiver and Donovan McNabb at quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. He'll get in the lab and he's going to figure it out. Um, but these teams, you know, they have the Andy Reid teams, they had a special running back. They had Brian Westbrook. I mean, that was a big part of their offense. I think they need to be more of a run first team, especially since they got all these, they have these backs. I mean, each back is capable of going for a thousand yards. McKinnon can go for 60 plus receptions easily. You know, pick your spots with bombs to Hardman, Scantling. Kelsey's your number one guy. He should probably have his best career year this year. And Juju, I mean, Juju, he's going to be your possession receiver. I mean, that's what he is at this point in his career. I can't imagine him coming in and, you know, lighting it up. I mean, you know, Tariq Hill is just like one of the fastest people alive. You couldn't, you couldn't catch him for nothing. And even he went quiet at times. He was on my fantasy team last year. He still finished wide receiver three or four, you know? 
Wow. Uh, so I think offensively they'll be less explosive, but they're gonna they'll be okay. The defense is really what's gonna get this team. Well, well, that's the thing. You this, who does this team remind you of? What what does this team remind you of? It reminds you of those old Philadelphia Eagles teams. Like it's it, he remade this team to fit the coach that he used to be. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, he went back to his comfort zone, which which is fine. I I think it's fine. I just uh. You, you don't don't try to throw these bombs to Juju. Don't be running scantling down the middle of the field. Like that's just that's just not going to work here. Like there, Tyree Kill can run out outrun everybody in a team, but you know that's that's not that's not really going to do any good in this situation. We love youth sports. Not only do they get the kids out and active, but they promote teamwork, sportsmanship, friendship, and fair play. One of the Fade Route's favorite youth sport partners is Asning AYSO Soccer. Their mission is to develop and deliver quality, player-centered youth soccer programs that promote a fun, fair, family environment where everyone is welcome and everyone plays. If you have a child between ages four and 18, Registration for Fall 2022, Spring 2023 season is open. To sign up or to volunteer as a coach or referee, go to AYSO201.org today. The more volunteers, the more children can enjoy the AYSO soccer experience. Go to AYSO201.org today for more information or to sign up. AYSO201.org. More soccer for more kids. And, and big news this week, uh, actually yesterday or even today, the Tampa Bay Bucks announced the signing of Julio Jones. Um, the wide receiver will be added to a stable that already includes Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. The Ravens just didn't listen to you. They didn't go get the Julio and the Packers whiffed on this. But is this signing a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? So... Let's see. The Colts passed on him. The Titans didn't re-up him after they cut him. The Ravens didn't get him. The Packers didn't get him. The Rams could certainly use another receiver. They didn't get him. Now, are they getting an old Julio Jones? Chances are they are. But if you look at that loaded room, to me, like... It's a good low-risk signing, right? Because who's he really going to slot in and replace here? Evans, he's a made guy at this point. Godwin is a made guy. He's going to slide in as your wide receiver three, right? Gage, Gage is younger. Gage will most likely be the guy, but Julio Jones is going to get every opportunity to be that wide receiver three. And knowing Tom the way we know Tom, Scotty Miller is going to get involved. Cyril Grayson is going to get involved. Vincent Smith is going to get involved. These guys get involved. They, they, it's never just three guys because they're always, whether it's in New England or in Tampa Bay, you're running different wide receiver sets and you're getting multiple people involved. Now, Leo, as the number one, he did not have, you know, he only played 10 games, 31 receptions, 434 yards and a touch. But he did not have a great year. Now, 
with the pressure of being the number one off of him and kind of deferring to the other younger, better at this point in their career guys, Julio Jones could still have a monster year in the way that Antonio Brown would have had a monster year if Antonio Brown could keep his damn head on straight. That's all you're really asking him to do is to be Antonio Brown with his head on straight. Yeah, to me, it's, this is no deal. I think it will be fun in the beginning of the season while Godwin recovers from knee surgery. But, you know, Julio's 33 years old. He also gets hurt a lot. He's been getting hurt the last couple of seasons. Uh, but uh, like you said, Bucks need to make sure they do not rely on Julio like they relied on Antonio Brown. If you remember last year, they really started to rely on Antonio Brown. And then when he left, the offense kind of sputtered. They kind of got stuck. Uh, so I think they should have fun with Julio. But, you know, don't think this is going to be the Julio of, like, you know, 2010. Like, yeah, like that, that's, not, that's not happening. No, absolutely not. Like, you have to understand where he is in this point in his career. Around and, 2014, 2015, or 2014, like that. Yeah, and then you also have to take into account, this is where this is where Julio is going to prove his worth. Because tight end is significantly diminished with the retirement of Gronk, right? Gronk is gone. OJ Howard is gone. They brought in Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is solid but he's not a dynamic player. Like, he will... Like, he's a great fantasy player because in the red zone, he'll get you touchdowns. Like, and, you know... fantasy the last couple of years. He's not that great. Because Kirk Cousins was throwing to him in last year's <laughs> Daniel Jones. So you put him with Tom Brady, it might, resur- it might make him a sure. resurgent tight That's end. Yeah. Same thing with Cameron Brate. You actually put Cameron Brate in. Like, Cameron Brate, you know, he could... He has shown in the past, he's demonstrated in the past that he can be a viable option at tight end, but Julio Jones is another big body and that can kind of take a little bit off, a little bit of pressure off of these guys because he also can do what these guys are doing. And there's really not much on the tight end market right now. Like, who are you going to get? Like, Ebron, Jimmy Graham, Chris Herndon, Jared Cook? Like, you know, like... Wow, re- all those guys are available? Like, retread guys. Like, these wow. are guys, you know, we'll see. Like, And, you know, you never know who do- who gets cut, who doesn't get cut. You know, but it- it'll be nice to take a pressure, the pressure off of the other position group. But the tight end is something that Tom Brady likes to feature. Like, it's something, it's a, it's a position that Tom Brady relies upon. And I wonder if this is going to be something that kind of bites them in the ass later in the year. It's great that they have all these wideouts, right? But tight end is a position that he can rely heavily on. And running back, too. Leonard Fournette, supposedly, if we believe what we are told, he came into camp at 245 pounds. Like, that, that's a little heavy. You know, that's a little heavy for a guy his size. And he'll, he will definitely get back into game shape. I don't doubt that, but... Rashad White is your number two. Keyshawn Vaughn is number three. Gio Bernard still kicking around in the league. So they're going to definitely, they need to focus on running back and tight end. Those are two positions that definitely will need to be addressed at some point going forward. But as far as wideout goes, I don't see any issues. And I think Julio 
I think Julio will have a representative season. He's not going to be the Julio of old, but he's definitely going to be... He's definitely not going to embarrass himself. We'll put it that way. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. Fair or foul? Judging the more messed up moments of the week. All right, guys or girls, we are starting a new segment today. It is Fair or Foul. We found three of the most messed up stories that we could find. And we're going to tell you whether we think they're fair or they're foul. Pretty straightforward. Fair or foul, number one. The Cardinals putting a mandatory film study clause in Kyler Murray's new contract. Yeah, I'm going foul on this one. Um, If you feel the need to put something like this in a contract, you shouldn't be signing this guy to a long-term deal. Uh, are teams that desperate for a starting quarterback? I mean, rumors are this guy leaves practice when things are not going his way. Like, was he five? He also, like, we hear he plays too much video games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going foul on this. I'm going fair. Uh, you know, they, they definitely understand their player. So, from a, from a player development standpoint, it's good that they're doing independent practice right they're doing independent study that's all this is and that likens if you think back all those years back to Jamarcus Russell where they weren't sure about his they weren't sure about his habits off the field they gave him a blank DVD and told him to study those plays and he came back in said I love those plays coach I really liked XY spider 2 banana the problem is they gave him blank DVD, so they knew he was full of shit. Now, with Kyler Murray, they're tracking him. They're giving him credit for completing his film study. They are they are treating him like a child. But if what you're saying is true about what we're hearing about his attitude on the field during practice, this might be a nice little means of maturation. They're asking him to do four hours, right? We do four hours of prep for this show, right? You're, you're asking the bare minimum of doing four hours per week to stay in compliance. 
it's not too much to ask. And frankly, if you look at his numbers, having the additional study can only benefit him. He went from 24 touchdowns and 10 picks. Maybe he sees tendencies on the on the film and he'll actually be able to put into into practice what he sees and maybe he can cut down those picks even more. Like maybe he'll turn it maybe he'll stop playing hero ball from time to time and take what's given to him. That was another that was an indictment of a a defensive coordinator on Patrick Mahomes playing too much hero ball, playing too much trick ball, not taking what he gives them. Maybe this new film study will actually allow Kyler Murray to kind of trust his eyes and he won't force passes that he's been forcing like uh, the one last year in the end zone that cost him a game. Fair or foul? Number two, the XFL dropped New York and LA from their team cities. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. Um, the Spring League will compete with baseball, basketball, and hockey in these markets. So I I can get down with the, with the drop. I think it's fair, too, uh, that these particular markets, New York, L.A., it's not, you know... Tampa Bay is also getting dropped as well, but New York and LA are definitely a larger market than or larger markets than Tampa Bay. No offense to the city of Tampa Bay, but if you're looking at it, there's a lot of competition for eyeballs. There's a lot of competition in terms of winter sports, like you mentioned. Even in the spring, you have the Rangers, you have the Islanders, you have the Devils. You'll right be right in the middle of basketball season with the Knicks. You'll have the Nets. You'll have start of spring training with the Mets and the Yankees. That's a lot. L.A., you're looking at the Clippers, the Lakers, the Kings, the Dodgers. For the for the uh, the Angel fans from, from L.A., the Angels in spring training. You, there's a lot of competition there. And it's the cities they added, right? They added Las Vegas. They're looking to expand their repertoire in terms of their footprint. Orlando, Florida, which did very well with the AF, like they got people to come. So that's that's a good one. And then San Antonio. Like San Antonio is a fine market, you know? It's an underserved market because you have the Spurs and you have what AAA baseball, but these three markets definitely take a chance on them. They took a chance on St. Louis and they got rewarded. Mostly that was out of spite on the city of St. Louis's part. But I think that having the next level markets, I think will definitely benefit them. And if they're planning to have a partnership like they have, like they plan to, who's to say that those markets aren't eventually absorbed into the NFL? Who's to say? Like, everybody's looking to expand. Nobody's looking to cut back, right? And having to be, heaven forbid, we stay the same. So if they ever decide they want to add, why not St. Louis again? Why not? Why not Orlando? Why not San Antonio? There's plenty to go around. Fair or foul number three, Draymond Green's take that the 2017 Warriors would beat the 1998 Bulls. Yeah, 
going to go foul in this one. It, it's hard to compare errors in the NBA, and everybody wants to do it. Uh, you know, I just think I think Rodman and Draymond would, have, would not make it through the series. They probably would have got thrown out every single game. Pippen would have taken out Durant. Ron Harper's length would have given Curry a problem, and Jordan just wouldn't wouldn't let his team lose. So yeah, I'm I'm going foul. I'm going foul as well. You know, Draymond is, you know, saying everything he can in order to make sure that people tune into his podcast. And I understand that. No shame in his game. No shame in our game. I totally respect that. You're trying to promote your brand. But if we look at this, Kevin Durant is going to get locked down by Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen. And whoever, whoever the one doesn't, Right? If it's Scotty on Durant, then Jordan's got Curry. And I think that that would be a very be an interesting matchup, to say the least. And if you want to talk about shooters, right? Oh, Clay and da 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 da. Uh, Jordan was no slouch. You had Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was a sniper. Pippen was no, snouch, was no slouch. Ron Harbour was no slouch. And they had a guy, you know, maybe you've heard of him, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, who is the coach on the Warriors. And they actually shot better from three that season than the Golden State Warriors shot. That they did. That, that they did. They absolutely did. So, I don't think, I think it's a foul statement. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, he said they would only, they would win by double digits and they would kill the Jazz. I'm not even so sure that they would kill the Jazz by 40. I really don't see that because, you know, Jerry Sloan, Hornacek, Stockton, Malone, Ostertag, I believe, was on that team. Shannon you, Anderson. Shannon Anderson. Like, Isley. You had guys on that team. So I, I understand that comparing errors are, is difficult. And it's a pointless exercise. But you, you can't argue with what we've seen and we can't argue with you know, what we know as facts and that the 98 Bulls team was, you know, they were undeniable. And let's not even, let's not even talk about down low, right? You had Rodman, Longley, come on, <laughs> come on. Like, who was the center, who was the center this year? Kayvon Looney? Okay, sure. That's fine. But kudos to Draymond Green. He got us talking about it, but stop. Just stop, stop, stop. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It is time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week Here's how it goes. We have a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the coveted ass trophy and a mention on this here program. And D, do you know who took home the ass last week? I don't. Rob Manfred, what else is new? Well done, Rob. Well done. Well done. 
But that was last week. This is this week. I'm not even sure if Rob Manfred's going to be on this week. Has he said something stupid? I don't know. But who are your nominees? D. All right. First up, I've got Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers. This week, you said the quarterback battle in training camp would be fun. Matt, it's depressing that you have two guys taken in the top five of the 2018 draft, and you don't know which one is going to start. No, that's not fun. It's a nightmare. Matt Rule, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Draymond Green. I know your team's great. Not good. They're great. The 2017 Warriors was great. But don't go comparing errors, man. Like Jordan's Bulls, Bird Celtics, Shaq and Kobe. These teams are on another level. I think everyone would, would love to see it, but don't say something you can't back up. Draymond Green. You are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly least, Makai Becton. It's day one of the first week of the season. You've already been demoted. The Jets drafted you number 11 overall in the 2020 NFL Draft to play left tackle. And they're moving you over to right tackle and letting George Fant run your spot. And you gained weight. And, over, and you gained weight. You came into camp overweight. Left tackle. Then you're gonna be you move you got just you just got moved to right tackle. The next spot for you is the unemployment line. Mikai Becton, you are my alleged superstar of the week. What do you got, Z? Well, just to touch on Draymond Green, let's not also let's you know depend on the rules too. If you're playing under the 1998 rules, they would have hand checked the Warriors to death. <laughs> let's not forget that. And you know, Mikai Becton, there's a famous line. When Alex Rodriguez batted ninth, and when Bernie Williams batting ninth, there's only one play. There's only one spot after that, the bench. <laughs> so there's only one spot after last. Okay, Becton. So get yourself, get your act together. For me, wait, wait. I got okay. one more. I got, I got one more. Uh, Drew Jones. Oh, number one pick. And number one prospect, first day in Arizona Diamondbacks practice, you hurt your shoulder, and you're likely out for the rest of the season. Actually, he's the number two pick. He was the number two pick in the draft. You're likely out for the rest of the season. Gosh, man, you just got here. Drew Jones, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Well, Sorry, he's... No, no, Have that's okay. That's okay. We call that being Aaron Hicks. <laughs> Con is the ink dry? Ah! Oh, ah! my back! Ah! Oh, my God. But all great choices. I'm starting off with Wander Franco. Wander Franco <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Rays, who appear to be done in the water because Kiermaier's out, Zunino's out, and Wander Franco... He had your jewelry in his car, right? $650,000 worth of jewelry in his Rolls Royce. In a safe. In the... Are you kidding me? Like, in Jacksonville. A Jacksonville County... A Clay County man was arrested in Jacksonville because he, they were apparently casing Mr. Franco. Saw the safe. Grabbed the safe. Stole his minor league championship ring his American League Championship ring and a bunch of other jewelry totaling 650000 Why not take the Rolls Royce too? 
why not take the Rolls Royce too? Dude, there's being flashy and there's being stupid. That borders into stupid. Wander Franco, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Carlos Rodon of the San Francisco Giants. Had a bad outing, right? We all do from time to time. This particular outing was against the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks roughed up Mr. Rodon. He decided to kick back. The problem, the problem with this is that he hit his own teammate, Tyro Estrada, with said bat, and he was visibly limping. Now, it's one thing when you hurt yourself, you know, doing stupid shit. You know, famously, I remember Bob Guerin hitting himself in the face with his helmet after he threw it against the wall. But this is borderline dangerous. It makes you a bad teammate. And I happen to have some audio from the dugout. This is going to be great. Let's see what we have here. Great job, Carlos. Carlos Rodon, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, the one, the only, the greatest of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair. 73 years old, stepping into the ring one last time so you can close out the career on your terms. No, that's not true, Rick. That's not true, because this is now your third retirement from professional wrestling. You had your retirement match against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. You retired from TNA. And now this is your third retirement tour. You're coming up on Barbara Streisand and the Rolling Stones in terms of retirement tours. Let it go and walk away. Don't sully your legacy and embarrass yourself for one last payday. Nature Boy Ric Flair, you, woo, are my alleged superstar of the week. We've said our piece. The poll goes up after the show and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with dnz.com today for all your fade route merch needs i'm talking tank tops t-shirts sweatshirts like yoga pants we got those too like some cool accessories we got those too and we're not done yet we have so much more planned for you but check out what we have today at the fade store with dnz.com that's the fade store with dnz.com Order up! We continue on, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to order up. Order up, order up. We're continuing our order up of the NFL preview division by division. This week, we are ordering up the NFC South. 
from four to one, who you got, D? All right, at number four, I got the Falcons. Yeah, Drake London, Marcus Mariota, Kyle Pitts. I mean, they're going to play well, but this is just a bad team. Uh, they're, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some while. It's going to take a while before Atlanta's relevant again. Number three, I have the Panthers. Despite their awful quarterback situation, I think they do finish close to 500. I think they have a decent defense, and they'll be, they're going to be okay in this terrible division. Number two, I have Saints. I think Jason, I think Jameis Winston wins comeback player of the year. I think Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas will hope the offense be successful. Chris Olave as well. Uh, and uh, number one, in all your hearts, Tampa Bay Bucks. This is just really by default. I don't think any team in this division really got better from last season. And the Bucks are just, you know, we're just really close to advancing you know, in the playoffs last year. What do you got, Z? I mean, it's pretty close. We're, we're pretty close to the same. Uh, last place, fourth place, I agree with you. You're looking at the Atlanta Falcons. I don't believe in Marcus Mariota. Is it going to be Ritter time at some point this year? Do yeah, they go? that guy's good, actually. Yeah, yeah. should I'm, do that. We'll definitely, we'll see. Like, do they have a veteran? Do they have a veteran stopgap in mind? Because then you're looking at Mariota, Ritter, and Felipe Franks. The problem is the veteran stopgap is the guy who's starting. So that becomes the problem. You're looking at, you know, running backs, Cordero Patterson. They know you're coming this year, man. Let's see what let's see what you can do. Damian Williams is his backup. You know, Damian Williams is decent. He's good. But, I like him. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're low. You know, they have they have some good players here. They have London, Edwards, Zacchaeus, Pitts, Ferkser is their backup. Like they got him from Tennessee. They have players on this team, but you know they're a quarterback away from relevancy. And Marcus Mariota is not that guy. Number three, I'm taking the Saints. I am taking the Saints because for one, I don't know what Jameis Winston's going to be like post-injury. Like, that is something that definitely needs to be considered. You know, you that's great that you got Michael Thomas back. That's wonderful. But first, who, time, first time on a practice field in 18 months. Exactly. Same. Right. You have him. You have Marcus Callaway. Traquan Smith is there. They brought in Jarvis Landry. They drafted Chris Olave, like you mentioned. I mean tight end is Taysom Hill going to be that guy like is he going to be the the tight end that they want him to be I don't know but I, that that's going to be an issue the other thing um, hanging over their head Alvin Kamara like what's going on with with the arrest what's going on with the with his legal his legal matter Mark Ingram is is there but Mark Ingram's a handcuff like he's a he's a complimentary running back he's not a main running back so if Winston isn't totally healthy and Alvin Kamara is tied up in the courts, you're looking at Andy Dalton and Mark Ingram being your starting quarterback and starting running back. Pardon me if that doesn't uh, give me a lot of confidence. I'm going to take the Saints at three tentatively. Number two, by default, that leaves me with the Panthers. Whoa! Right? Yeah, so, you know... I think that Baker Mayfield's hate and spite tour, it, it gives him a few wins. It gives him a little bit of juice, but he's not going to finish the season. Like Sam will get some burn. Sam Darnold will get some burn. Christian McCaffrey will get some time, but Chuba Hubbard's going to get plenty of time because McCaffrey's due for an injury. Robbie Anderson, 
like Robbie Anderson might do well enough to get traded at the deadline. Like I think that you know he might you know he might just want out at some point, and there are plenty of teams that could use somebody like Robbie Anderson. So they have they're sitting on something, and they really don't have a lot of nothing else, but they have as many question marks as everybody else in the division. But by default, the winner of this division, as always, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't bet against Tom Brady, especially with a team as loaded as he has and with as few questions as they have. The biggest question, I would argue, is head coach. Is Todd Bowles the guy who's with the Jets? Or can Todd Bowles show us something and you know improve upon what he initially was good with the Jets, but then kind of dwindled into mediocrity which Todd Bowles will we get this has been the fade route with DNZ thanks for tuning in tonight catch our podcast Wednesday nights on anchor Spotify iHeartRadio Amazon Music wherever you listen to your podcast until next time stay faded everyone time for us to run the go route but we'll talk to you next week want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.